0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to On Deck with Tony and Ken, where we talk about the nerdy things that make us who we are. Ken, it is episode, I believe, it's 27, am I correct? Uh, 27, yes, yes. Yeah, 27. How are you feeling? How's how's your week been? Yeah, it's been good. Um,
1: Nothing major, uh, except the uh, uh, turbulent... Do you know what we've Mm realised? We always talk about the weather... That's such a British thing to do. And I think the reason why we talk about the weather is because it is so turbulent. It's not like a, a a, there's no very consistency. We've gone through literally all the motions since we started this podcast. And now we've hit a point where we had the hottest summer ever. Then we had the windiest winds and hail a few weeks back. And now we've got uh, uh, rain and now it's much colder. Yeah, I pulled out some of my my jumpers because, and then that was impossible. Mm -hmm. had my fan on permanently for the last, what, week or so but right. now we're back to um bloody cold <laughs> yeah and and it's a weird it's a weird feeling yeah but uh no i'm, I'm good man this I'm, I'm so happy because the way i splashed money mm. the other week because it was hot mm-hmm. it's like yeah i was like everyone let's go out let's do this let's do that yeah and then um and now it's a bit mellowed out i'm like yeah i'm not in the mood for it and then mm-hmm. the mood is matching my wallet so uh <laughs> I'm, I'm happy
0: that uh that is happening um, um i feel you yeah I feel you. Uh, It's uh, it's it has been one of those ones ups and downs. Like, you know, as usual, every time the sun comes out, you know, you get the usual suspects that are a bit too excited walking down the street with their uh, with their tops off, you know, showing off the the nips. Um, But it's been good. You know, (laughs) I've actually been taking the opportunity to play basketball a bit more because the sun is shining. You're getting your sweat on. Uh, you know obviously we got a, a quality squad with us when it comes to playing basketball so it's always a great workout um, but you you managed to come down to play basketball which you know yeah, obviously, man. Yeah, man. obviously you've been very very busy and the weirdest thing right get this so before so we, we we meet up on Saturday to play basketball and bear in mind Ken hasn't been to basketball for a very long time he's been very busy he's a busy man he's about his his stuff um so i'm there i'm not expecting ken he appears he messages i'm gonna be there in 40 gets there and we're just having chit chat catching up you know hey how you doing how you, how? we haven't been talking as much <laughs> I remember. yeah and out of nowhere like he says oh yeah so I, I was running late i was coming back from getting my my covid vaccine i was thinking wait that's odd i just got my covid vaccine again today bear in mind we have not spoken about neither of us knew not a single word not a single word yeah neither of us knew that we was even uh, considering getting it and the fact that we actually got it on the same day and he happened to come down to play basketball is a weird kind of kismet you know a little bit of uh, preordained destiny you know it was a welcome surprise because
1: um, obviously I haven't seen you in a minute Yeah, and playing ball with you was always good Yeah, and everyone from ENDS and then for us to coincidentally like oh you got a vaccine as well.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, man. It, it was it was good, man. It but was good. It was good. On that Crazy note, Ken. On that note, Ken. Tommy, what was happening with you? Because you wasn't making anything, and the things that you were making were bricks to build a new house. What What was going on? What, in my life? <laughs> Why I'm so I'm, busy? I mean, like, just in general, because, like, you were paying poor. You wasn't making your your, your bank shots. You wasn't making your fadeaways, which is usually... Your, your fadeaways are treacherous, right? I hate guarding you sometimes because I can give you the pressure to the point where you got no choice but to shoot, but you make those fadeaways, and it drives me bloody nuts. But you wasn't making any of those. Like, what was... Dude, I have no idea. I don't know. I was just... If if anyone was there to watch it, mm. I was just
1: brick on brick on brick. I was building houses,
0: man. Yeah, That's man. what I was doing. The homeless, because... thank you for all of the houses that you built with your bricks, like very strong Dude, bricks. I did everything. And, yeah.
1: and I the amount of times I looked at you and I was like, What's what's going on? Yeah, I can make these shots. Yeah. Like I should've I should have swept almost all the games with yeah. what I was doing. But I didn't. Um, maybe because of the jab, the, the jab hit my left arm, and that's yeah. that's my arm that I used to maybe. Uh, to play.
0: With. Maybe, but, but I felt nothing though. I felt nothing though. Oh, Everything but, was fine. But like you might have felt nothing, but the vaccine felt you. And guess what? When it felt you, it felt something, and it took it away from you. I'm thinking, <laughs> and this is my suspicion: the COVID vaccine took its its your your it, it stripped away the power of the Black Panther. Away from me it's away the power of the black I, th- I suspect that's what's <laughs> actually happened. But in other basketball news, because we're not professionals, Ken, I didn't want to talk about this quickly. Yo, is it madness what the Clippers managed to do? No, sorry, we could talk about the Clippers later. Like the Clippers were it was impressive. I think it's more talking about uh, more important to talk about the Bucks, right? So we might not have any people that are into basketball here, so we apologize. This is going to be brief, but Ken. Bucks versus Nets, game seven. Now, I, I was really under the impression because the moment I saw like, okay, Harden's on the court and KD's on the court, it's a wrap, right? It's it's like Harden's going to struggle a little bit, but at least he's, he's back up for Kevin Durant. And Kevin Durant is going to do his thing. They're going to dominate. They played most of the game losing. Dude,
1: it, it was... That, that's why it was so epic. They went to game seven. Yeah. um. And 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 they still came ahead, bro. I, I was so shocked. It's almost as if Giannis figured out that he's he's
0: big. <laughs> um Oh yeah But you, nah. but you say that though, like he still made his stupid mistakes of like there was one there was one play, and granted that was the previous game, that was game six, where he had James Harden, a hobbled James Harden in the post. So he's he was posting him down closer to the bucket, he stops and turns and does a fadeaway, bricks it, rims out. And I'm thinking to myself you're being guarded by a weak James Harden. Bear in mind, James Harden is not that great at defense, period, right? But he's already got the hamstring issue. And you choose, instead of posting them up and going straight to the hole, you want to go for a fadeaway? What the hell? Granted, he didn't make as many of those mistakes in Game 7, leading to domination. Um, but, yo, um, man, like, Terence Mann, he played differently. Like I'm pretty sure he, aver- he like typically averages like 15 or something like that. Probably the most like his career high is like 21. I'm assuming. My yeah. man finishes the game with 39. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they, they knew what
1: was on the line, and so they they turned it up, man. And also like Brooklyn, their they, their key pieces were mm. hurt, man. Like to the point where they knew they had to put Harden in because they needed something. Yeah, like KD couldn't do it by himself. He couldn't carry the team by himself. Yeah.
0: But yeah, bro, uh, bro. Let's not get too much into this. Mm-hmm. Let's not
1: get uh, let's not get too much into
0: it. Okay, because uh, I since we're not getting into that, tell us again what are we getting into? What are we talking about this week?
1: Oh, man, we're, we're talking about some kitty stuff, bro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. that's what we're talking about. We're talking about some of the uh, uh, cliche animations. That's what we're talking about. Cliche. Um, we've, Ooh. Ooh. We've, we've got quite a few things that we're. Where we're watching quite a bit of animation and then mm. some of the r- usual suspects. The first thing, or one of the things we're going to be talking about, is the new Disney Pixar film called... Luca. 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 Right, right. Luca. And then later on, we're going to be talking about The Whist Dragon mm-hmm. from Sony, I believe. I think it's a Sony it Pictures Sony? joint. A Sony Pictures joint, right? Yeah. So, um, and those are going to be the two main big films. What, what else are we going to talk about? Okay.
0: I, um, I think at the end of it, we you know, we're gonna have a little recap of episode two of Loki, and we're nice. gonna probably have like a brief rundown on our feelings for season two of uh, Lupin, or for the Français out there, Lupin. Uh, you know, I speak a little bit of French. I'm a little bit sexy like that. But anyway, I digress. Okay, let's get let's into see. it, Ken. Right. Uh, give Give me a, a brief plot synopsis of Luca. Of Luca. Hmm uh luca is a
1: uh as they described it a sea monster uh he's a sea monster that lives with his parents and he uh lives in and his job is to uh farm uh fish right just kind of like farming or, or tending sheep or tending uh, uh any farm animals he takes care of them and that's his life that's what he uh has hoped to do for the rest of his life and, and that is it so he always gets told about the stories about the surface. Like, Oh, never go to the surface. You don't know what's going to happen. Your surface is dangerous. They won't like you. You you'll get killed. You get murdered. And so what happens is he gets curious and he gets kind of like bored of living the life that he's been under the ocean where it's just, okay, is this all I'm going to be? I'm going to tend fish mm-hmm. and nothing else. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but he's a very good kid as well. So he listens to his parents. He says, all right, cool. But even though you can see in his face, he's yearning for something else to leave, Uh, the life that he's living he eventually does because he came across a another character in the film that kind of uh, gives him the courage to up and leave and he ends up leaving the ocean but there's a special little catch when the people of this well tribe of sea monsters leave the water and then they dry off they actually become humanoids they turn into humans very mm. italian looking <laughs> humans right. and so the uh fun ensues so him and his friend go about you know being mm. kids and having fun um which h- takes a nice little twist in terms of relationships between them later on for the film mm-hmm. uh, and i think that is so uh, as much as i can say without giving off some of the major spoilers of what happens through the film but mm. yeah it's a literal fish out of water yeah. <laughs> uh, film, yeah. where you know you're learning so much about a different environment, like we've seen in Harry Potter, like we've seen in um, uh, Toy Story a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it's something that is is always welcome. I, I I'm kind of bored of it, but that's only because I've seen so much of it. But yeah. I could appreciate what they did in this film, right? But yeah, that's that's my synopsis mm-hmm. uh, without giving away too much.
0: Okay, so um the basic perspective i had on it i think it's a cute film uh very very adorable film well animated because you know pixar are always uh a1 and problem i had with the film is that the cuteness ran dry for me about the first quarter um after that okay and tell me if i'm wrong right because i felt like growing up watching the pixar films i felt like they were a bit more adventurous like they went places you always you kind of saw a different flavor as the story went along but no recently i've been noticing that pixar has been doing doing this like okay this is the setting and we're stuck in the setting and this is the palette right because you look at soul for the most part all you get is new york and you get the afterlife and the afterlife is very very much samey and new york looks like the sea but like i feel like when we was younger, we had Toy Story where you had the garden, you had the bedroom, you had the toy store, you had the street. Um, you look at things like uh, cars. Uh, obviously, you know, you, you, you got him in the racetrack, then he goes out to the desert, then it's the small town. I, I feel like recently, as a, the only exception to that I can think of is a, a Pixar's Coco, which I love Coco. Although I think Coco is very similar to a Guillermo de Toro film called uh the the book of life i don't know have you seen the book of life yeah yeah i prefer the book of life over coco um mm. okay but i i feel like there was a there was a sameness this about this small town so the the, the 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 synopsis from my perspective is it's a it's a almost like a coming of a story mixed with a fish out of water story uh where this young boy called luca he's his family you know in, comparatively speaking, they're, they're fish people, mer people, which I, I don't know if I mentioned this before, Ken. I am terrified of like, uh, depictions of mermaids and mythical sea creatures. They actually give me the heebie-jeebies. Is it because you're, you have a fear of drowning? Well, I, I almost drowned when I was young. And ever since then, it's like you know, the idea of being pulled, black into the, uh, pulled down into the, the deep black. Um, suffice to say, I will be turning that clear water into yellow water.
1: Um, so when that film comes out, the, Aqu- the Aquaman fi- uh,
0: film with yeah.
1: the um, what was it what was it called the Trench? Yeah.
0: On oh, it, on it, ho- honestly, I was just watching the uh, yeah. Aquaman downstairs with uh, my brother and his partner, and um, some of those designs, I thought to myself, that is unsettling to say the least. Yeah, uh, that's the point, right? Yeah, you know, bear in mind Justin uh, Justin One who is the director. He's very much into his horror genre anyway um but back to 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 luca so young boy, his family for the most part are you know the equivalent of a poor sea creature family they're they're farmers for the most part he herds uh for the lack of a better word sheepfish. who the, the design is absolutely adorable is these like little small round fish with googly eyes they look eyes. so, dumb. They look they so do dumb things they're so <laughs> dumb great. and he's he's got a very simple life but he's um He's inquisitive, he's curious. Um, He bumps into this young boy. Um, I forget, do you remember the name of his uh, friend? Nope. I want to say Giuseppe, but I can't help feeling that I'm being slightly Italian racist. Oh, ooh. Let's, uh, let's, let's let the internet do the, do the talking, bro. Yeah. just as, <laughs> Giuseppe, you know. <laughs> just assuming his name is Giuseppe. No, his name is Alberto Scorfano. Uh, that is, Alberto. My, that yeah. is my Italian accent right there. Alberto Scorfano. Um, and he meets him. He's like another sea creature young boy uh, who's kind of like a, a semi-adventurous himself. He goes up and down from the surface world. Um, when he goes down, he gets a, the junk that humans have tossed into the water, takes it back. And for him, is valuable. And they strike up this friendship. And Alberto makes Luca a bit more adventurous, tells him to um, uh, to silencio Bruno. And what he means by that is uh, the, that inner voice that we all have to tell us not to do things. Like, for example, for, 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 for me, uh, I wanted to do a podcast for a very long time. And there was my Bruno was telling me, hey, you do not want to do this. Um, what I don't know why my Italian went a little bit Transylvanian vampire there, but you get the point. Uh, we all have a Bruno that tells us not to, and Alberto tells Luca, Hey, you need to silence Bruno. You need to tell him, He's like, Silenzio Bruno, Silenzio Bruno.
1: The thing with the Bruno Mm -hmm. thing, uh, the Silenzio Bruno, yeah, like uh, I think they used it. To cover a lot of things in the head. Yeah. And, I, I, and, it, and it got crossed because it was meant to be the thing to overcome your fears of things that you might be apprehensive about. Right. But it was also used as, all right, cool, this thing is clearly dangerous and it can be let and it can literally lead to you dying. Yeah. And he was saying, yeah, yeah, silence that noise in your head. Yeah. So there was a bit of a merge between the two. Yeah. And they never made a true distinction for it in the film. Well, I think that was the point. Th- the point as well. Because th- by not making that distinction. Yeah. Um, it allows, well, the craziness that was to happen. Because some of it was, come out the water, you're fine. Don't worry about it. Silence, that voice in your head. Sometimes you just have have to be adventurous. But then (laughs) it was also, all right, cool. Look, gravity. Mm. And he
0: just jumps off (laughs) the top of a tower,
1: uh, face-planting without breaking any bones, which is obviously really dangerous.
0: So I agree with you that they did conflate uh, the idea of doubt and fear. But I could also argue that you could. You, you, there's an argument that could be made that, especially for a juvenile mind, that could be the same thing, right? Uh, doubt can be crippling to the point of fear, and vice versa. So I get your point, where like maybe they should have made a distinction. But
1: well, no, no, I'm happy that they didn't make a distinction. Okay,
0: because that's
1: such a kid thing to do. Yeah, where you equate a simple concept to another simple concept, mm-hmm. and therefore you run with it, and that's. 'Cause they were so confident it was like, yo, silence that voice in your head, yeah. Silencio Bruno. Yeah. And it was fought between those two things and it was great because it made that much more drama. Yeah. That they couldn't define the difference between the two.
0: So to extend in terms of the ideas of the basic plot, it's uh it's an it's it's like a, a minor adventure story where they come across this girl called uh Julia, a very pretty redhead little girl, and she's She's very boisterous, you know, and she. there's this town competition whereby first you, sw- uh, you eat pasta, uh, then you go swimming, then you ride a bike up and down a hill to win this race. Uh, other way around. You go swimming first. You go swimming first. Forgive me. Um and uh there's the the main villain if you want to call it that and i hate i feel like i need to we need to step away from the I- idea of villain and and hero because that doesn't always apply but we always kind of use it but for the lack of a better word the main antagonist um let's call him a
1: prick because that's what he was in yeah. this film he wasn't a bad guy he was just he was just a local dick
0: yeah so uh, the local dick uh who is ercole uh, visconti who is a, a, a guy that is way too old to be to uh, p- participating in this child's uh, competition? Who kind Can of. Say that word again? Participating in this child's competition. Right, right, right. He just basically, <laughs> he hands his whole identity on one being a bully and using his friends as bullies on other people and also bullying each other. So he's got these two stooges with him that when they do something wrong, or he, if he even does something wrong, he abuses them and makes them abuse each other and other kids. Like he's kind of sick in the head, which would have been interesting to delve into in terms of like maybe his backstory. But again, it's that trite thing of like sometimes your villain's not gonna get any depth because we don't really care about that. I hope one day Pixar changes that. But uh let me get through the rundown quickly and we'll get into our feelings overall about the film. Um so he's the bully. Uh, the young boy, Luca, like you said, he's left the sea because he feels so restricted. His mom's so overprotective. And that's kind of imprinted on him, that fear and that doubt. And this friendship that he has with Alberto um, helps him to 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 grow and to mature and become a new man. And like long story short, they go through their uh, their trials and tribulations while trying to hide their identity as fishermen because this whole town, is, uh, uh, is terrified of the sea monsters and they hunt the sea monster, which I think is curious um, that they don't delve into the story of why they do. Like, for the most part, it seems like nobody's actually fully seen the sea monsters. Nothing's actually been, there's never been a real historical altercation to justify people's hate and fear of sea monsters. It's just that, no, sea monsters exist, we have to kill them. Um, well, I, it, it reminds me a lot of um, some of the old stories mm-hmm. because people tell stories about people that are not
1: human. Yes, it, it's scary. People like especially when you don't see it. Yes, um, the fear of the unknown. Yes, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like how many times have you? Well, talking about something more local, growing up, or well, me and you growing up as young black men in, in London. Mm-hmm. You know, going to Peckham was was like going to the wilderness. Right. Even though there's nothing wrong with there. And then the amount of time, and then I remember I got to a point when I was like in my um, early 20s. Mm -hmm. And then I met someone that grew up in in Peckham and they were like, oh man, I never came to your ends. And I was like, I never came to your ends. Yeah, And I realized that we were just afraid of the same thing and also nothing because we didn't know what was over there. So I I saw it like this. You see a little glimpse of a big monster or a big fish or something, you're not quite what you might think. Mm -hmm. You know, you want to kill it because it upsets your... You know, idea of what's normal. Right. So it's it's fear because mm. we see it later on in the film how everyone seems to be, oddly enough, I think it, w- it happened relatively quickly. How everyone was just cool. Yeah. No, they're just so, fine oh. with it. It's
0: like, oh, oh, these these sea creatures are not so bad. Well, I guess I'm going back to my life as a as a fisherman. whoop de doo Don't yeah, about to stab them. Um. But yeah. So you know, <laughs> the ending is that everybody comes to terms. Their secret is revealed, and. Roll credits. Everybody's fine with it. Uh, Ken, I, oh, I, I didn't like it. You didn't. I didn't like it. You didn't like the I, film. I didn't like.
1: No, no, no! I didn't sound like the film. I okay. didn't like that. Yeah, at the end, uh, and I'll go back. Right. Uh, Going to a bit of deal with that, like because yeah. uh, when you watch the credits, you see what happens after Luca gets onto the train and goes to school. Right, he goes to school. You know, uh, even his teacher and all the kids know, and then his uh, her mum knows and everything. Right, and everyone's cool, and he's showing all the kids the tricks and everything. It's not a big secret. He's just out as a sea creature and everything, right. which might have its own personal understanding of it. It works in a small town. Yeah. Kind of like um, that small town it, w- with um, Jason Momoa when he was Aquaman and all the ladies were singing for him and everything. That was, was weird. quite like, right, cool. Which was weird and the Snyder Cut. You know, it works for that small town thing because mm-hmm. it's much more easier for a small town to get behind something that is from the small town. Right. But then him going out into a bigger world or a wider environment and everyone's being cool. Yeah. Mate, he's getting dissected. Of course. It's almost as if the lesson of the uh, film was... Uh, it, it doesn't matter if you're vastly different, mm. Uh, you'll be okay, yeah. which historically, as we know, just as different groups of people in the world yeah. is not true. Um, It takes a lot of time before people can accept people. Mm. You know, I'm not trying to say the big elephant in the room, but we know what we're talking about yeah. of different groups of people, right? Yeah. And for, for, the, for him to be absolutely cool, no issues, I was like, okay, it's almost as if they're trying to say what your mum and dad were saying, more so your mum was saying about the world and how dangerous it is and how people would like to murder you because you're different. Mm-hmm. Was like, no, your mum was stupid. That's a dumb idea. Everyone would accept you for who you are, right. no matter where you go. Right. Which I thought was quite, that's a bad lesson to uh, tell kids. Yeah. Um. And obviously the idea that, yes, you should be accepted regardless of who you are, but you have to be weary of the world because... No, not, not everyone's as forward as you may think, yeah. or as forward as the people around you. Yeah. Um. And, and that's why I thought like the switch up, even with the villagers uh, on the island, were literally holding up pitchforks and, 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 and harpoons to kind of gut these guys. And then, then, literally, five seconds later, they were all calm. I was like, mm. oh, I thought there'll be more repercussions mm. for literally discovering sea monsters right. or mer people uh, that can turn into humans when it's dry. Which is a yeah. uh, trick that they got from that mermaid film, where that uh, mermaid she come out of the sea, and anytime she touches water, she, her fin comes out. Right. But 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 yeah, how how they don't get dissected is beyond me. Um, and I thought that was a bad lesson. Right. The rest of the film, I enjoyed it. Right. I enjoyed it. Like like to 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 say that you know it comes apart because that last bit. No, it's it's a kid film. Right. Like it's good to give kids hope. Yeah. You know. kids will learn eventually in life that that everything is not like a a Pixar film Mm -hmm. but um, at the same time you know a bit of escapism is always good a a little bit of understanding how the world is uh, can come a bit later and just enjoying uh, some of these films actually there's some other irresponsible things like uh, jumping out out of a like four story tower Mm -hmm. even though you hit a tree on the way down children should not mimic what these kids are doing. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's... R- riding a, a a makeshift Vespa yeah. down a very, very steep, steep, almost landing and cracking their skulls yeah. on a
0: huge rock. I'm like, yo,
1: <laughs> I don't
0: know if I let my kids watch this, you know. <laughs> Do you know what? I, I, I agree with you to the degree, but I, I bear in mind, I think it's one of those ones, everybody's had a childhood and, you know, a lot of these creators are probably taking that, uh, taking that from maybe even their own childhood and applying it to... Because I'll tell you this, right? When I used to live uh, in Peeps Estate, there was uh, my my building, my, my block of flats was called Millard House and it was separated between... Uh, there was a massive staircase, like I think it was almost like 30 to 40 steps long um, staircase separating uh, Millard House to, I think it was... Oh, uh, what was the other building? I can't remember. But there was two block of flats that were separated by a set of stairs, right? And the craziness that we used to do on these set of stairs. They, bear in mind, they were quite steep and like solid concrete, jagged concrete as well. We used to take, you know, those barriers, right? When people do construction, and you'll have the cones, then they'll put the 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 plastic planks in between, right? We used to take those, use those as boards to actually surf down this flight of stairs and these are a long flight of stairs and when we got to the point where we was like so confident with ourselves we used to do that shit standing up and suffice to say some people were more successful with that than others some people ended up in hospital i'm not gonna name any names you know maybe it happened to me maybe it didn't i don't know it's not my place to say anyway i think it's one of those ones when it comes to imagination of uh these creators I don't necessarily think they're doing anything to inspire kids that might not be in a position to do that anyway. Like, I think there's legit, like, somebody in their childhood, maybe they grew up in Italy, built, like, a makeshift Vespa and was, like, riding it down downhill. Because we see on Instagram, right? These people, they do those nuts stuff where it's like uh, they got, like, a pier somewhere and they'll literally ride a bike off of uh, the edge of the pier into the water. So, yeah. um, to to be sure, you know, if you're not necessarily in a coastal town, maybe you think like, oh, maybe I can do this in the in the River Thames. Don't do this in the River Thames, kids. Don't build a makeshift right. a <laughs> makeshift Vespa down a hill into the middle in the River Thames. You don't you don't want that. You know, you don't want that. Yeah. Uh, but oh- I, I think it does. Sorry, gun, go on, gun. Go on. I just wanted to, to to wrap up and say, like, uh, what, what did you think overall yeah, with the film? Like, you know, if you you don't have to grade it or anything like that, but like, would you would you recommend it? Do you think it was a it was worth the watch? Yeah, it, it was a lovely film, man. Mm-hmm. Like, I and it wasn't, you know, it wasn't world breaking
1: or world ending. Like we've seen a lot of these big, uh, type, uh, films, and you know, it, it really captured the young wonder of children. Mm-hmm. You know, before the internet, before. Th- like smartphones and everything I was like alright cool we want to build a bike. Yeah. What? Or oh, we want to enter a competition with are riding bikes and eating and swimming. Yeah. That that that's 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 just so be- That that's so nice. Mm-hmm. Like thinking about and that's how kids will they, they can find joy in anything. Like they, they even found joy in a bike that they could never really understand how to ride. Right. It. So yeah, I, I think it's a it's a cute film man. Very like, very it, wholesome. It does, does do, very, very wholesome. Mm. That's it. That's the word man very very awesome i would definitely recommend it definitely recommend it any 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 young kid um that can listen to wisdom and say don't jump out of a four-story building yeah or um or ride down a very very steep hill on a bike yeah um but yeah no no overall yeah really enjoyed it
0: so from how about yourself from my perspective and i fully under I, i am aware that you know this these products are for kids you know primarily they're for kids they're for families you know they're for mums and dads and their little ones to enjoy it together, yeah. and they're not necessarily been you know designed for 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 us older guys that maybe you know we used to love this, these kinds of products when we're younger we've grown up and we maybe expect too much or expect more of the same of the past. Um, I thought this film was super fine. I, I love the animation. I think the animation is like some of the best that they've done. the fact that they've gone a bit more stylized, I think there was a point where Pixar especially with the human characters was starting to look a lot more like Disney animation studios which I think is better when there's a distinction in their side, in their style and granted that Pixar's had a benefit that for the most part their films have always been uh characters that are what's the word um anthropomorphic right you know that word ken anthropo anthropomorphic anthropomorphic yeah. yeah so you know for the people that don't know out there uh, it refers to a object or creature that's been humanized to look, uh, to 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 emote in a human way. So, like you know, perfect example is cars. Like cars don't have faces, but they've been anthropomorphized to have a. Face. That's a really hard word to say. Do not try and do it five times fast. You might just lose your tongue. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I thought the movie was super fine. I did like the characters in it. I just felt like the script. Uh, felt the characters in terms of any depth. The only people that get any depth really is uh Luca and Roberto. I I love Julia's character. Um, I think uh, Emma Berman she does did a wonderful job uh voicing her. Uh, but the the character was just kind of, you know, she was boisterous, she was fun, she was intelligent. I wish there was something deeper in her story. Maybe explain what happened to her mom. Uh, uh you know, her relationship with her dad. It seemed like. My dad is her dad, and she's her. There's no story between them two. Um, I love m- Tony. Did you notice the trend,
1: um, or that P- Pixar or even Disney like to do with parents or uh, uh parental figures? What's that? There's always at least one that is missing, gone, or
0: dead. Oh, yeah. They they, they Disney the fridge is like the best of them, right? They know how to fridge yeah. a parent. Um, sometimes they, they'll, they'll they'll fridge. Like a long lost um, sibling, like a sibling died. And that's like the motivation. Um, or your spouse like up. Right, right. Oh, she got fridged. Um, so you got, yeah, you got yeah. Maya Rudolph as the mother. I thought she was brilliant. She brought great uh, energy to it. But do you know what I thought to myself was a missed opportunity that just came and oh. went? He probably just got paid his check and ducked out. But Sasha Baron Cohen as Uncle Ugo, the, the deep sea fish, his um, his uncle, <laughs> like he was legit, like creepy, hilarious, uncomfortable to watch all at the same time, and I didn't realize it was Sasha Barakorian until I saw the credits. And so essentially, um, Luca's uncle uh, is uh, is his, his dad's brother. He's uh, when when he gets caught by his parents uh, going up into the surface, they wanna they wanna punish him. And they're going to send him to live with his uncle, Ugo, who lives in the very deep, deep part of the ocean to the point where he looks like an angler fish. He's got those like, you know, that antenna at the front with the light on it. But he's semi see through as well, like deep, deep sea fish. And his eyes no light gets to the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. His eyes just kind of drift to the side. But he's looking straight at you. He's got like this wide mouth with jagged teeth. And there's a point where he just freezes mid-conversation and the dad tells him, punches him, punch him in the heart just to get himself going again. It's absolutely hilarious. That was a missed opportunity yeah, to actually have <laughs> him as a, as a regular character. Uh, one inconsistency that I found was uh, really interesting. You know when so they established the fact that the mum and the dad never come up to the surface, right? I'm assuming they, 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 they established that. It's only really yeah. the, the grandmother that alludes to the fact that she does it on a regular basis. When Lucas steps out of the water, he doesn't know how to walk. The concept of walking is beyond him, right? Parents step out; they're completely fine. There's like, there's they they skip over that completely. Is and I get it, right? they have already established it, but I think a dope little sight gag would have been like the ga- the dad like going for his first step and just falling straight on his face. Uh, but yeah, they just yeah. they just kind of like moved on for that, which was really weird. And I I that's that's a pet peeve of mine when. Oh. It does. It does feel like you know,
1: we we don't know why the mum is so fearful of uh the surface because mm-hmm. we don't get to see a lot of um the mer people or the sea uh the, the sea monster people right, and they're a genuine their genuine opinion about the uh the surface yeah the grandmum's all for it the, like out of the adults that we see yeah only two and a half people have had an opinion about it yeah the grandmum who's like oh yeah yeah and then you later find out she goes up every Tuesday or something yeah to to the surface. The mum who's like, no, don't go up there, mm. absolutely fearful. Yes. And the dad is like, listen to your mother type thing. Yes. And that's what we get. We don't get the general opinion of other people. We only get Alberto's opinion like, yeah, come out. I've been out here for time. Yeah. Like, come through. And, like, she's aware of the changing, right? Because they talk about, like, they know that if they come out of the water, they can change into humans. Mm-hmm. So the mum knows. So there's no real indication well, to see, wait, no, I don't has think, she actually come out of the water? I don't think the mum does
0: know. Because remember, when they stepped out of the water she turns to her husband and she attacks him. Yeah, yeah. So it's one of those, I think the problem with the film is that, and it's a lot of animated films do this, even live action, well, especially live action. They establish rules, then completely forget it. It's like, it's established for a specific plot point. We're going to move on. Oh, we're bringing it back around again, but we're not going to mention the rule that we established before. We're just going to completely ignore it because we don't want to repeat ourselves.
1: Do you know where I saw that? Um, quite vividly where? that was with uh, Miles Morales what, literally still my favourite film mm. uh, for a very long time that that was with um, uh, Into the Spider-Verse yeah. where he was messing up throughout the entire film mm-hmm. got to the end because he's gained his confidence and he's gone through the hero's arc yeah. <laughs> or uh, uh, the, the eight stages for the hero's arc yeah. and now
0: he can bodyguise yeah.
1: not perfectly but considerably better yeah. than literally five minutes ago
0: yeah well I think that the way I would let that slide is because that's a matter of character progression, right? That's not really necessarily a hard and fast rule. They never established that Miles is a it will always mess up. Like he's just he's so in in, in inept incapable he will never ever improve right so it's not a hard and fast rule so just the nature of him improving because of confidence i feel like that's pretty human right like you can be generally rubbish at basketball but that moment where you you sink your first three point or you're feeling hot and you make shot after shot after shot after shot and that's happened we've you know we played with younger guys that they're not very good but literally you been blown away because they just they're making everything that day. And I think maybe that's what they're going for. Whereas with Luca, you establish something that sea people are not used to walking. And when they step out, they have to learn how to walk. And to your point, you even got confused mm-hmm. about the whole idea of like there was something to make you think that the mum has an experience with going out in the surface. But literally a scene later when she goes down to the surface, she does even recognize her own husband. I don't think that's necessarily an, um, a plot point. I mean, a plot point. Her not
1: recognizing her husband, that could be because her husband's never come out of the water and she generally got shocked because she's trying to be careful yeah. and therefore punched him. Yeah, but they, she, but, they did
0: establish that she know. was shocked about the change. They didn't know they could change into humans because they literally look at their own bodies.
1: Oh, no, she, she knew. She mentioned it in the film.
0: Really? Because I felt like even afterwards when she picked it up, she still looked shocked about the whole idea of turning into human so I don't know maybe maybe like maybe like she's aware because she's aware of the changing because mm-hmm. she,
1: she mentioned it in the film yeah but maybe either she hasn't gone out or maybe she's gone out and never looked herself in the mirror yeah. or whatever or whatever reason but the, she, there's a clear fear mm-hmm. of being on the surface right and they never dive into it because maybe it was her dad maybe her mum was fine yeah uh, but her dad may have been captured or killed or something yeah um due to all the images around the town but once again we we're, we're conflating we're, we're assuming things right. it's headcanon at this point right. but um overall i think it still stands that it's it, it's a uh, beyond those small little nitpicks mm-hmm. uh which is you know you'll find in every film to be honest mm-hmm. whereas i call right, cool, stick to
0: your rules <laughs> um i thought it was i thought it was good man right i i thought mm-hmm. it was just yeah. overall fine i think uh, the problem i had was that past the first third maybe the first quarter let's say the first third it became apparent to me that th- there's not a lot interesting in this world you've they already exhausted all of the interesting aspects of the fish people of the competition of the characters there's no progression of the characters besides our two protagonists um and for the most part everybody just kind of stays the same um would i recommend it sure I think you know if you're into the Pixar movies, if you love animation films, you'll have a good time with this. But it's not overly interesting. I found myself disinterested several times, and occasionally some you know a little moment of action and and suspense uh, comes in. Like you know the, the the street race was pretty fun to watch, but I think it was super super. It was a fine film. It was it was never yeah yeah it will never be something that I would like. Oh my god, you got to watch Luca. It it yeah. It, it doesn't get deep enough in no, my opinion it doesn't so. um, and pick, it doesn't get deep enough because picks what you see in yeah i was just gonna say pixar is definitely capable of doing very very deep stories very very sto- like just look at like soul alone right i didn't i didn't criticize it for being quite samey in visuals but every character that you come across in it has an arc even the character um i forgot his name but the one that's kind of like a, a stickler for the rules like, even he has an arc to him. Whereas with this one, I think only two people have an arc and everybody else is just a bit player, set dressing, and it's unfortunate.
1: Yeah, I, I think as well that, um, adding to that, mm-hmm. um, in terms of the arc, I, I think the emotional core of this film wasn't as strong as other no. films. Um, w- when you come to see up uh, Toy Story, even Soul... Yes, like a lot of these films, like it you feel it, it's like, oh my gosh, I'm on the verge of tears. Yeah. Like um and you get that a lot. With this, the biggest emotional setback um was kind of glossed over mm. and kept it moving to try and move the plot forward, which was well it's two parts. Um Alberto's dad has just been gone. Right. Like he abandoned him. Literally, I'ma go get some milk at the uh at the store type stuff. Yeah. Like, he he's gone. And you know, they didn't really lean into that the only time when you saw elements of that creeping up was how Alberto was getting jealous of um, Julia with with, with Luca because he was, instead of imprinting on him, was now imprinting on her, Mm. like learning new stuff because he was so used to being right or being the man or even the uh, authoritative uh, figure between the two yes so he started getting jealous because he feels like it's happening again mm-hmm. his dad just like his dad left he feels like luca's leaving him now and so he was up in his feelings and which led to a lot of the conflict later on in the final third of the film yeah but you know like i said it doesn't really stick around for too long it like i think for the maximum besides seeing the jealousy and the conflict 10 minutes at the most Mm -hmm. you know it it wasn't it wasn't powerful enough not like and I will keep referring back to this not like the beginning not even 10 minutes 5 minutes of up Mm -hmm. everyone's in bits yes everyone is in bits oh you know what I mean like there was nothing like that in this film that made you feel like oh my gosh Toy Story 3 when they were accepting, let me not even say it in case people want to watch it, but there's that scene where they were like, okay, I've accepted this. We're all holding hands. We've accepted this. What? Who's not up in their feelings about Mm. that? When Andy was like, all right, cool. I'm grown now. Yeah. So X, Y, and Z. I ain't going to say nothing too tough because once again, I know people want to watch these
0: films. I mean, but there was nothing like that in this film. I mean, you can spoil Toy Story. It's like how many years old? Like there's this year, Toy Story 4 which I still haven't seen. Well, I just saw, actually, but it's, I feel like Toy Story 4 is kind of forgettable. Um, but yeah, uh, overall, you know, you, you enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a little bit less than you. I think it was fine. Uh, but let's get into our next uh, film topic. Uh, and that is a Netflix joint by the name of... Actually, you know, just before we get into that, I kind of felt somewhere about... And I, uh, I know we should move on, but I do want to say something about uh, Luca. It makes sense why Disney didn't charge for this because I feel like they think that this wasn't worth the the twenty the twenty pounds admission for disney plus access did you notice that like it was it was free yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's definitely a cheaper it's definitely a cheaper film i I think it was wasn't cheap to produce, but I think Disney didn't have a lot of faith that people were gonna buy this one because in Raya, the last dragon. Uh, Raya and the Last Dragon. You had to pay for that, right? If I'm mistaken. Uh, I'm not sure. I can't remember. I can't remember either. But anyway, let's move on to Netflix new joint, uh, animated joint by the name of Wish Dragon. Ken, get us with the basic synopsis of this movie again. Ooh, the Wish Dragon.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, Tony, have you seen Aladdin?
0: Yes, I have seen Aladdin. Have you seen Aladdin? Yes, I have seen Aladdin. Okay. Uh.
1: That's what I got to say. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and that's where it begins. And that's where it ends. Yes. Uh, no, no. Uh, all, in all seriousness, yeah. The Whist Dragon is. <laughs> I'm just gonna say the plot of a legend. Yeah, <laughs> mate. Because that's exactly what's happening. Happening here. A uh, 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 relatively uh well, besides the beginning. Part. Yeah. So uh, a boy and a girl become good friends over something quite <laughs> juvenile, mm. and uh, they end up spending a really night uh, long time with each other. You know, uh, her dad and his mum. Uh, will get together and just uh, facilitate their fun yeah. until one day um, the girl has to go away because, you know, their dad has finally got to a more affluent place where they can actually uh, live a less, uh, a better than poor in, uh, environment, right. which they actually become very well, well off. Yeah. Uh, the boy, he grows up and he's living his normal life. He's studying at school. Everyone keeps saying he's a smart, good boy, which he is. They they really show that. They're really leaning into that until... Uh, he tries to do the, He starts doing food delivery or just deliveries in general to make some extra money, and the extra money is to buy a suit for his uh, his friend, um, so that he could spend uh, her birthday with him, uh, with her. Um, and then you know he ends up delivering to a, a crazy old man who gives him a dragon teapot. Mm-hmm. Uh, he goes away with it and he. Um, once again, uh, tries to make a connection with this girl, but um, she is so far away in terms of financially or, or like social status wise. He, The closest that he can get to her is for a billboard where he um, is having a unofficial date with a billboard that has her face, mm-hmm. which leads to the uh, dragon inside the teapot jumping out. Very, very, very similar to Robbie Williams' <laughs> uh, genie. Yeah. Um, to grant him three wishes. Mm-hmm. So let me not give a play-by-play, a very little part of the of the film. Um, he takes up the opportunity to make some wishes to obviously get closer to his uh, childhood friend, mm-hmm. uh, and then craziness ensues because there is a bad guy who later reveals as someone closer than you think. Uh, tries to also get the wish, uh, wishes from the dragon, so that they can uh be out of a financial hole. Yeah. Um, and that conflict of trying to keep away from these bad guys and still trying to help his uh friend his childhood friend realize that yo we're still good friends even though we're not on the same uh social status anymore Mm -hmm. which leads to a very 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 beautiful uh ending of sacrifice which tends to happen in these type of films um and yeah I I've I've tried so much to try and differentiate the differences between this and Aladdin and not say it because I want to I want this to stand on its own without me heavily thinking about uh, Aladdin. Yeah. Uh, it's not a musical. No. That's another thing. No, it's, it's not. It's not a musical. Which uh, it's neither here or there. Mm-hmm. To be honest, if it was, I would have loved it, and the comparison between Aladdin and this would have been even more uh, stark. Yeah. But uh, no. It is a film about a boy that gets grounded, a very naive boy mm-hmm. that gets uh, wishes from a dragon who uh, helps him uh, connect with his childhood friend. Yeah. And uh, we learn more about the rules, which are unfortunately identical to the uh, genie <laughs> rules um, about what you can and can't do. Uh, however, the reasoning why the dragon is a wish dragon is quite cool. Yeah. I think it was quite original. It reminded me a lot of Beauty and the Beast. Right, yeah. Um, yeah. So I think it's a combination of Beauty and the Beast and Aladdin in this film. So taking uh, the page of those two Disney films, yeah. or Disney traditionally animated films, to as the uh, world building or the law of this universe. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think that's more or less what happens throughout the film. We can get into the gr-
0: uh, nitty gritty in a second. Right. But uh, yeah, Tony, what
1: are your thoughts on this film?
0: Okay. So I actually enjoyed this film more than I did, uh, Luca. I think it, 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 it wore its inspiration on its sleeves. It knew, it knew what it was doing. Um, 100%. 100%. And I would say it's like, um, there, there are some problems with it, but like, let's hear off with the, the animation. I thought the animation was really, really well done. I think uh, this was a good get for Netflix because some of their animated, especially CG animated uh, exclusive. Chubby. I can be hit and miss. Uh, but they did a very good job. Uh, coincidentally, do you know that uh, Jackie Chan is one of the producers on this? No way. Yeah, he's one of the producers on this. Uh, and nice, um, nice. I, I, I thought, I thought it was really, really cool. I like the deviations that they made from Aladdin. But one thing that Ken, I feel so dumb. So I watched this movie when it came out, and it was early in the week, right? Yeah. And it hit me like a ton of bricks. I was in my room with my girlfriend. I was telling her about it. And I didn't realise to myself the connection between the main character in Wish Dragon and Aladdin. Ken, can you tell me what the name of the, char- the main character in this movie is called?
1: Ooh, I don't know. Hold on.
0: What's his name? His name is Din.
1: Oh piss off! <laughs> <laughs> you saying it now with that with, with, with that setup? I'm like, oh
0: they were bro, they were not hiding bro, it. They were not hiding it the whatsoever. whole time. I was watching it. I was just thinking to myself, oh, this is just bro. this is just an Asian name. Um, I'm Me. not I'm not I'm not thinking about it too tough. But his name is literally Asian He's literally named Din. And might as well right. be short sure for do Aladdin. You know, Did you know what makes that so crazy? What's
1: that? In the actual original uh, Aladdin film, yeah. when Genie is seeing Aladdin, Genie was literally like, hey, Al, do you want me to call you Al or Din? Yeah. Or just Aladdin? Yeah. Like, like literally said it. Do you want me to call you Al or Din? Yeah. And they just ran with it. It's like, hmm, Din does sound Chinese. Let's let's take Din. Yeah, so his, no. his full
0: name is Din, Din Song. And I think when you watch the film, you hear it say Din Song. So you don't put the connection that it's literally an abbreviation of Aladdin. I, I, it's shameless, but I gotta appreciate their, 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 their Yeah, I, I do appreciate it. It was I appreciate <laughs> the hustle because it legit it took me four days to make that connection. Maybe I'm dumb. Maybe people that watched it and just like it's like, oh my god,
1: cringe. Bro. Do you, do, you, do, you, do you know that meme of DJ Khaled when he's just sitting down and he stands up really quickly yeah. with a shocked look in his yeah. face? That's exactly how I just felt. I was like, no way. Yeah, no,
0: I, <laughs> I, I, I felt dumb when I made that revelation. It's like, it's, like, it's, 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 it's one of those ones when you, when, when you realize, oh, oh, snap, yogurt is made out of milk? It's like, yeah. no, <laughs> no, no shit, yogurt is made out of milk. Um, but yeah, no, I I thought it was a cute story. I liked I liked his. So I I like Aladdin fine. Uh, the animated movie. Um, I feel like you know people really really love the classic Disney films. More probably more than me. The only one that I really really bang for is Lion King. Uh, but I like Aladdin fine. But I can definitely say that uh, Din is actually far more likable a character because he's already quite um mentally mature. He takes everything in stride, even when he gets. The um, he's naive, right? I think he, <laughs> he's very. Naive. I think he's naive, but his naivete and his earnestness is what turns the dragon around. Because you, yeah, you course. look at Aladdin, right? It takes him until the end of the film where he has the arc where he's a good person. Again, bear in mind his story is different, right? He's he's a poor thief, whereas Din is just a poor boy in. in in Hong Kong, I think it's, yeah, I believe it's set in Hong Kong, uh, fictionalized Hong Kong. And, you know, he's raised by a single mother who's trying her best to provide for him. She just wants him to study, do good in his education, to become something. Whereas, like, he reaches a point where he's just so fixated on seeing his best friend again. Somebody that, you know, for him is one of the strongest connections that he's ever had. And he was completely heartbroken when she had to leave um and yeah that's so pure it's so it's so pure he's a pure character to the point where when he gets the um the magic lamp sorry i mean magic teapot um and he you know (laughs) for legal reasons doesn't rub it he's just like he just calls the dragon the wish dragon uh wish dragon comes out brilliantly voiced by John cho i'm a big fan of John cho uh for for yeah. you that, that don't know Amazing. who Jung cho is, he's of uh Harold and Kumar fame and also Star Trek uh the reboot fame. He played uh uh Ensign Sulu. Um Hikaru Sulu, should I say. Um but yeah no no, I thought I thought it was a dope film. I um I feel like the revelation where you find out who's actually looking for the wish dragon. I wish that it was a bit more shrouded in mystery. They kind of they thought they were smart having him in shadow, and thinking like we know nah, what the character sounds yeah. like and we know what it looks like. You just showing us a, a silhouette of him, like we're not going to figure out who he is. I think it would have been more dope or that the reveal that it's uh, the character, a specific character looking for the lamp, uh, would have been a bit more impactful. That's the thing almost uh, in a lot of films mm-hmm. where we have villains, mm-hmm.
1: it is rare, or antagonists, uh, in a lot of films where we have antagonists, mm-hmm. it is rare that the antagonist has almost no connection to the main character. Right. So, you know, I, I guess the reveal is not, even if they did hide it a little yeah. bit, it still would have been not that impactful for us. Like, would have been like, oh, because we kind of know yeah. that there's going to be some form of connection. I can't think of a film, I, actually, Tony, can you think of a film where the antagonist and their protagonist have no emotional or some form of connection? Off the
0: top of my head, I can't. But that will be an interesting thing to discuss uh, in another episode. Yeah. Uh, but do you yeah. know why I think it would be far more impactful? Mostly because, right, you look at something like Aladdin, because obviously we can't help but compare it, right? The connection is plain as day. It's, the, um, it's Jafar that wants the lamp. He is the big villain. You, his motivation is just to seek more power. Where And I feel like the fact that they've already set it up in a way that, oh, this is just another Aladdin story. So we're going to be looking out for a a really, really bad, bad guy, like maybe even a wizard that's looking for this lamp. And I think why it would have been more impactful just to find out who the real person is, is just the person that we saw at the beginning. But from another perspective, he's not a bad person. Um, That would have been, I think that's why it would have been more impactful. That would have been the (gasps) clutch your pearls moment. I think it
1: Well technically he wasn't the bad person in the film.
0: He wasn't. Like, there was another person
1: that was the bad person. Which
0: which was obvious. Who w- was more like uh um Jafar. I don't think he was um, because he, he he seemed like Jafar's henchman. Like he didn't he didn't give me Jafar vibes. Like he wasn't he wasn't very well, into, like Jafar was Intelligent. He was a manipulator. This guy was just very, very good with his feet. Stupid good. I have to admit, Ken. Like those scenes where he's just doing everything with his feet. Boy, they were his legs are noodles. Oh noodles. my god! Some, some <laughs> of the most oh, the animation team had fun. They with had tons of fun. So much fun with it. It's dumb. It doesn't make any sense. Even this this even all. the scene where they're in um the uh the papier-mâché dragon costumes for the the the, the festival. And they're fighting. And the funny thing is, from the out- outside perspective, he's uh, sort of kicking guys using his feet. And uh, Din is also... Bear in mind, we have even mentioned this. So one of the wishes that Din makes is uh, because he gets attacked by these three goons that are looking for the lamp. He wishes for the ability to fight. It's interesting that they automatically went to Kung Fu. I feel like they're slightly racist because he could have been a really good boxer. How are you... Assume- Would it be... But would it be more racist if they
1: didn't use Kung Fu?
0: No, I feel, I feel, I feel like I feel from. like it would have been like that would have been a joke. It's like, hey, what's going on here? Like I thought you was gonna give me Kung Fu. It's like, hey, you wasn't specific. You just wanted to be a good fighter. Mike Tony, Tony, you, you, you're forgetting about the controversy in China. Mm. Do you think China will ever
1: admit that a person that's considered a good fighter yeah. isn't a martial
0: artist? Well, though they'll, though they'll, no, they'll well, slit their bo- throats before boxing, I get that boxing is a martial <laughs> arts you forget that and wing chun is actually a, f- not, a form of boxing so which is which is well, chinese
1: mar- like, i'm okay okay you know what i'm saying though right you're saying you're saying you're like, saying
0: kung fu but again that's that's chinese pro- uh, that's like mainline chinese propaganda this is not like anything affiliate I'm, affiliated with that so i don't want to assume okay. that what Mate, i china get up they get quite uppity with anything true. But that's what i'm
1: saying <laughs> very
0: true but i think it would have been it would have been with all of the jokes that they made because there's actually some truly funny jokes in this uh very clever things that they do with the whole concept of wishes and you know i think if they should have played up a little bit i'll be careful what you wish for and that would have been a moment where it's like he gave him boxing instead of kung fu and I think that would, at least I would have written it that way, where it would have been an exchange. It's like, I was expecting like, you know, a bit more Jackie Chan, less, you know, Mayweather, something like that. And the drag, dragon would have been like, well, next time be a bit more specific. Um, right, right. But that's, that's, that's neither here or there, but it did make for like really awesome scenes. So maybe that was an idea. Who knows? I thought it would have been funny.
1: Um, well, like the, so a monkey, not monkey's paw type film. Um, that's the thing. They had a couple of ideas in mm. this that would have related to that monkey paw idea. Yeah. For example, actually, no, they they did, which was, give what you wish for, which was the end of the uh, guy that started off as a henchman oh but then my his own nefarious ideas. What an idiot. And his his wish was the Midas touch. Why, why, the Midas why touch. would you do that? If you don't do know that? what the Midas touch is, people, the Midas touch is the, the King uh, king Midas, uh, had Midas had the wish Midas, of anything. Midas. Would, Midas. Yeah he was he was able to touch anything to turn it into gold yeah. and then you know that means he couldn't eat he couldn't uh, even hug his own daughter when he did hug his own daughter yeah. he ended up t- turning his daughter into gold yes. and then this villain guy did the exact same thing where he's like okay cool everything i touch will turn into gold which is the the dumbest thing that like if do you know what even if i wanted that superpower and i wouldn't make it diamonds mm. cuz I'd make, like the diamond touch yeah. i would have said on command I would like to be able to turn things into gold on command and revert it just in case I mess up.
0: But no, my guy just said, touch, touch, touch. But, But again, that was a missed opportunity because you know what I would have made as a joke? I would have had the wish dragon say like, are you sure you want to do this? Personally speaking, I would actually turn everything into crypto. And I think to myself, that would be perfect. Uh, that's too meta. It, it, maybe it's too meta. Maybe it's too meta. But considering like, how everybody's like dying because their crypto is uh, failing them. Uh, but the- Well, the, the dragon made it very
1: clear he wasn't from this time. No, he wasn't. Which I really liked yeah. as well. I really liked another, f- Especially when he was drinking at the toilet. Another fish-out-of-water
0: <laughs> situation, you know? Exactly, um, exactly. But yeah, no, it was super, it was, it was super dumb. And, like, the, the, we can spoil it. Like, he literally kills himself at the end because he touches himself. Not in that way. Calm yourself. Uh, <laughs> he touches himself oh, and turns himself into gold. Like, the crazy thing is, why wouldn't you wish, like, something like this? Like, I wish that I can pick what I want to turn into gold. Why would you choose automatically everything Simple. I touch will turn into gold? It's like, essentially speaking, when you go to the toilet, you're going to have to... Well, he's kind of used to not touching anything because his hands is always in his pockets. He'll probably use his, like, toes to pick up, pull out his uh, penis to piss. I, honestly, I wouldn't even put it past him to actually animate that. Like, you just see his leg, like, creep up, unzip him, upzip himself to, to pee. But... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Over his toes. <laughs> yeah. Um, I thought, I oh, thought the relationship between uh, the main character, Din... And the girl, Alina. Uh, Le- uh, um, I-, I say it that way because they say Lena, but when you see the credits, it's actually Li Na. Two two syllables. Um, I don't know why they chose to uh, w- uh, westernize the pronunciation of that. I think it would have been fine to keep it a bit more. But it's neither here or there. It was a choice. Um, I th- uh, again going back to John Chu. I think he nailed it out of the park with the dragon. He chose not to do it like. Jim Carrey or like Will Smith, he kind of done his own interpretation of the dragon a bit. Robin, Willi- Robin Williams, not Jim Carrey. Sorry. Why did I say Jim Carrey? Forgive me. Uh... Cause you're thinking about the mask. Maybe, maybe I'm thinking of the mask, but um, you know, uh, rest in peace, Robin Williams. Uh, do, not, yeah, but... do not strike me down where I sit. Um, <laughs> but overall, I absolutely love this film. I think it was a great fun, great visuals, the CG house. Uh, apparently like the production there's multiple production teams on this uh it's kind of crazy um but i think i think i think they did they did a really great job like they i think they captured the disney anime maybe not pixar but definitely the disney animation vibe and for all we know there's probably a lot of ex disney people involved in this so like you know in in terms of like oh it actually does have mainline chinese money involved in this so you're right so ten cent Pictures is actually involved in this. So you're probably right about the That's whole Kung Fu thing and not trying to look yep. weak. Um, but yeah, like, you know, there's no, there's, no, there's no production team here. I think it's Beijing Sparkle Roll Media Corporation. That is a long bloody name. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think they did a banging job. I enjoy this. I definitely enjoyed this more than Luca. I would definitely recommend it. It's on your Netflix account. Give it a go. Bring the kids along. Have some popcorn. If you've got a Midas touch, don't touch your partners because you'll turn them into gold. And just, you know... Tony, what, what, what would be...
1: Well, I won't ask for the three wishes because we can be yeah. talking about the best right. wish.
0: What would be a wish? Not your best yeah. wish, but a wish that you would ask for. Simple wish? Simple wish. My, my simple wish would be infinite resources for the world because I think in the moment that happens, it eliminates... So many things it eliminates the the need for currency, so it's like it's the Star Trek effect, right? They get to the point with the technology that you you know everybody's got free energy, so you don't necessarily need to work and the only reason why people do work is to, to the fulfillment of their souls right so people become experts in things um there's no there's no need for currency anymore um If you want a dope house, you can just have a dope house because the the resources and the technology is there to the point that. Nobody is living like a destitute life. That's what I would wish for.
1: Tony, your wish didn't account for humanity's inability <laughs> to be content, because yes, everyone's resources will be. And you know what? Actually, no. Let me just stop. Mm. It's your wish, mm. is it? It's your wish. Let me. Let me No, just, I, let I, I
0: get. Like... I get where you're coming from. But yeah, even if the guy says like, "No, I want more," it's like more of infinity is still infinity, right? <laughs> Yeah. So yeah. it's like, like, um, it's like
1: I've I've seen very interesting um perspectives mm. on a variety of what you just yeah. said. So it's not just ma- mainly resources, but when you have an infinite amount of something, yeah. you tend to just be a bit more laissez faire yeah. about it. Um, which and we see it with some films, mm. uh, and I love some of the takes that they have in films. For example, like um, uh, was it that twenty one film or Immortals? Mm. Uh, anytime we have people that can live forever or be immortal, yeah. like that Justin Timberlake film where well, he wasn't mortal, yeah. and then God, God characters in various films, yeah. because life is not short. They're not in the rush to do anything, mm. so they just go about their business, not really living. Yeah. Because what's the point of living if you're gonna live forever? Yeah. I'll live in in the, in the two thousand years, yeah. or I'll do this two thousand years. You see, with rich people, that like yeah. on TV or or the internet, we're like, okay, I'm just out here because I can be. Mm. I'm not trying to do much with myself
0: yeah. well granted uh which is granted within itself granted interesting. The, the wish doesn't encompass living forever it's just that if there's like unlimited energy you don't have to worry about energy oh no i'm, I'm talking about unlimited of something oh yeah unlimited something, well, yeah, unlimited something there's you, all you take it for you granted. do take it for granted but i think with the benefit of limited resources is that anything can be built there's no need for for costing it's just basically you build everything it's like one of the big concepts with Star Trek, right? And I feel like I, I need to talk more about Star Trek. It's like they live in a world where they have things called replicators. You can literally, if you need new clothes, you don't need to even go to the shop. It it, it, it it recombines your waste that you produce into new clothes. If you needed like a new a spanner or whatever, it's there. So what it's led to is a society that's like, if you wanted to pursue art, you can do it and be uh, the one of the greatest artists, and you don't have to worry about being left, uh, you know, homeless. If you wanted to be one of the greatest engineers, you can do that. If you wanted to go into research, you can do that. If you wanted to go into Starfleet and actually explore space, you can do that. And it's like, I think that concept—that's one of the basic concepts of Star Trek. So that is one of the dopest things. It's like they got to the point where, when they figured out warp technology, it trickled down to everything else, and they—they they wanted for nothing. And it solves so many other See, issues.
1: That that's what's interesting about mm-hmm. that,
0: because that's a
1: in my opinion, that's a perfect society that achieves something great yes. and then actively, you know, reinvest it in the people to actually make everything better. Yes. Which is a weird contrast to how things are in this world, because we still have warring nations that are doing really, really well. I, I just I'll just be afraid that like, okay, now we have infinite resources. Yeah. The arms race still doesn't die because people are still trying to one-up No, each I think other. it still dies. W- 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 one thing with Star yeah. Trek that I would say that it probably is present in Star mm-hmm. Trek and not present right now, which we do see in a bit in uh, The Expanse as yes. well, is that, you know, the world leaders are together. Yes. Like there aren't factions in the yes. world. I wonder how this would actually affect uh, the world in terms of bringing people together. Will people forget history Mm -hmm. and actually formulate a one union or a federation like that where you're a global nation rather than an individual nations from different lands or will it turn into all right cool I know we have everything let's just be
0: dicks to each other and still fire rockets at each other. Well that that's a that's that's a possibility but then you have to ask why, right? We know the reason why now because it's the same thing, it's resources. People only have gone to war and that's human history for the most part of love, hate and resources that's basically it that's the way you can really sometimes even if you want to conflate that into something of misunderstanding but it still kind of it still yeah. kind of fits into love hate and resources right if you eliminate the the need for resources like the next thing you the, the only thing you have to think about is like well why am i trying to take over that area we already got enough they have enough and uh, and, yeah. and it's, it's one of those ones this has obviously been discussed in star trek it's like even reach the point where earth was overpopulated with warp technology it allowed them to go further out into space so they could actually colonize cut planets and therefore the yeah. issue of space was not a non-issue so there's so many there's so yeah. there's so many things where you kind of consider the idea of like if you have unlimited resources it pushes technology there to the point where it's like what is the need for nuclear weapons to destroy each other i'm destroying you for well, what because that comes back to the first two things that you mm-hmm. said
1: because you said uh, love, hate, and and resources, yes. right? Now we've eliminated the need for resources. Mm-hmm. All that's left is your emotions and how you feel about stuff. Of someone. course. There are a lot of nations right yeah. now that would, would love to get back at certain countries yeah. for the madness that they did. But they're not powerful enough. What do you mean you're going to go up against Britain and America? Yeah. What do you mean you're going to go up against Russia? What do you mean you're going to go against North Korea? Yeah. You can't because... They are a more elite yeah. force. They're a bigger force. But now everything's on the level playing field. Mm. All that's left is my hate mm. and revenge for that yeah. person. So it might cause some kind of friction. I'm I'm, I'm literally putting out devil's advocate no, and I've making f- as many twists and turns It fully makes sense.
0: It fully makes sense. But I think it's yeah. like, when we're living in this world right now with our limited resources and we haven't broken up into a World War III, that's what leads me to believe that if you did have like, if the, if, Palestine and Israel, not going to get into it, right? But it's like the idea is like land ownership and who belongs to that. If you could actually see, literally get to the point, it was like none of our people are struggling in terms of like space, uh, resources, jobs or anything like that. You can live where you are. But you still killed my grandfather. And you could probably get into that. But bear in mind that that grudge can only last so long. It can only last a certain generation. And if anything, that's when like governments say like, we figured out peace. You want to be petty with that? All right, we're going to lock you away because you are not messing up this piece. I think it comes to a point of like, once you build the opportunity of a utopia, I think for the most part, good people step in and say, we want to maintain this. If you don't want to be part of this because it benefits you, it benefits everybody and nobody loses, hey, guess what? We got a penal colony for you. It's called the moon. You can chill out there. You can, you can, you can argue your stuff on the moon. How you like them apples? Huh? Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um but I like that. I like All in all, love wish dragon. That would be my wish. What would be your wish again?
1: My wish, boy, I
0: ain't even thought about it.
1: Oh man. Oh, there's so many massive things that you could wish for. You can uh w- that that will always have ramifications mm. because it always ends up being grand. Yes. The grander you make it, the bigger the the uh bounce back and the repercussions Yes. Of it you
0: know, I could wish for super intelligence, mm. but then I'll be lonely. Simple well, as you assume, as you assume because, you know, some of the most intelligent guys on the planet, like Stephen Hawkins, I don't necessarily think that man was a lonely. He had his disabilities, but he was loved by his peers, by his friends, by his wife. I, I think his disability definitely helped with that. Oh, no. For oh, sure. no, okay. Uh, are you trying to, are you trying to no, say no, no. that he got sympathy? Yeah, hear me out, hear me out. Oh,
1: no, No, even mm. that. I, I think he was able to appreciate more than, you know, the things in front yeah. of him, more than his intelligence, more than his uh, his disability. Yeah. Uh, well, through his disability made him appreciate things a lot mm-hmm. more. So even though he knew he would, a lot of people weren't as smart as him, he was still appreciative of the things that people had around yeah. him. Even though he had his hyper-intelligence, other people had things that he didn't have. So he humbled himself as like, this is the trade-off. Mm-hmm. Like, I get this and other people got other things and I can just live life knowing that that's how things are and just be you know enjoy yeah. the world i've got my wife i've got my success i've got my career i've got my uh, books you know i've got my thesis, everything so i, I think that that that's quite nice mm-hmm. um I, I think that that helped him stay quite humble right bit. um so definitely hyperintelligence intelligence is is not on the table for okay. me
0: because um so you 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 want to you want to stay dumb I, I, that's the one I'm guessing you you want to stay dumb
1: uh, Tony, I think I'm smarter than you, but, oh. uh, if you want to, if you want to go there, okay. if you to go there right now on this podcast, I, I Tony. mean, <laughs> I mean, you might
0: have the mathy maths. You might have your one plus one equals two, but oh, oh. don't get it twisted. Is that what I, is that what you think I do? Yeah, hey, I'm just the quadratic equation. I'm saying the Pythagoras theorem. I'm saying like, where does, where does Pythagoras <laughs> get me in life, man? It doesn't, Pythagoras don't pay my bills. Pythagoras is dead for a reason. That's all I'm saying, son. <laughs> it's got real people.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, let, let, let me not drag this on. So I would wish for, ooh, um, okay. My ultimate uh, before I get into my wish, I would say this about me: I I generally want to live through this life not just to build my legacy, mm-hmm. but to give people the opportunity to be better than mm-hmm. me, make uh, be better of themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also uh, um, move the world. Forward. Okay. So it almost sounds similar to what you what you wish yes. for. Um, I wish I had the ability to teach everyone how to be better people.
0: Oh, look at you with your Gandhi ass self. Real, real hmm. shit, man. That I wish I had the ability to teach
1: everyone, yeah. not individuals or people that I come mm-hmm. across. Wish I had the ability to teach everyone to be better mm-hmm. people. Have you seen uh, the Good Place? I love the Good Place. Love the Good Place. I. Absolutely adore. I'm gonna rewatch it soon. I love the Good, Good Place. Me and my girl watched it, and we we we've like talked about hours uh, hours about it. Right. The great thing about the finale of the Good Place, and I'm not. I'm trying not to spoil it, just in case people want to watch It's it literally top tier TV. I'm saying if you top don't want to sp-
0: spoil it, I will spoil it. They they it all died. They all died. They were <laughs> all dead. They were dead all along. It's literally. You know how people say that as a spoil,
1: as a fake spoiler, like, oh, they all die at the end. It's actually the realest thing. <laughs> Everyone dies at the end. Even though people technically... Well, they die at the beginning. Know, they died they start, they, they start, they start at the beginning. I was going to say, they start dead. Um, but The Good Place, uh, the finale, uh, at the final season, last few episodes, they figure out a way of making The Good Place and The Bad Place a way to make people better mm-hmm. people. So when they actually reach The Good Place, they come you know, they come through with their arc fully. Achieved. Yes. The whole rainbow of the arc is achieved. And then they actually become much better people and live out the rest of their eternity. Yeah. You know, if they choose to live on for eternity. Ooh, careful now. Know, careful
0: be- now. Better, <laughs> better yeah. people. Right. That, that, fin- that finale made me, made, almost made me cry. I'm not going to lie. It was emotional. That bro. ending it was, was probably the perfect ending to you can have to any show. of Like with such a high concept show that was the perfect yeah, ending. Yeah. Nicobet, but we need to get back on track. I mean, the writers weren't We need you. to get back on track. Yeah, yeah. So
1: your... I would say that that would be no. my wish. The ability to make people the better versions of themselves. Yes. Mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, more whole people. Right. Because if everyone... Because I think a lot of issues that we have is because people are ignorant. People uh, are anxious about what they can and can't do about the yes. world. And they... they they don't know what to do people don't know what no. to do bro i work in a school Yeah. kids don't know what to do like, bro when did you figure out what you wanted to do people don't figure out things
0: until they're in their mid 20s or even later than that honestly what they want to it's do it's a work in progress i got the blueprint i'm just trying to build this house that's all i'm saying man that's
1: it imagine if someone was on your shoulder and is like oh tony i see that you're this 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 and this do these things and you'll achieve Mm-hmm. You'll you'll reach the top of that triangle of
0: self-actualization. Yeah. What? No, do you know what th- that would be my su that would be my belief. That would be my That, be that my is wish. commendable, Ken, and I will be the supervillain to hold you back and destroy you. And I, <laughs> I, I, I truly believe that I I need to bring balance to this universe. Like, although that you want to bring, you know, betterness and prosperity. Um oh, you're trying to thanos me. you trying to there thanos has, me. That has right. to be balanced, bro. <laughs> you know, even with my wish, it's like as much as the Federation yeah. is a great thing, you have the Borg to come in and balance them, you know? You had the Klingons right, with the, right. the Klingon wars. It's like, you just you just right, can't have right. everything, bro. We need balance in the universe. But anyway, let's move on. We want to touch on a little bit of the TV stuff that we have been watching. Uh, let's get into, uh, I think the easiest one we can breeze through is uh, Lupin. So uh, just a brief rundown of Lupin is about this master thief who is inspired... By the stories uh French books um called uh the adventures of arsene Lupin i'm probably butchered that name they're probably called something else uh but this guy called um Arsan diop who uh in first, season one you discover this this young man who uh is seeking revenge on this family that framed his father for a theft that he did not commit, which led to him being killed in prison and he has uh it's, it' led his life a, down a certain road and um he's put this plan together to kind of incriminate the person that was responsible um things get twisted along the way to the point where we, where we leave off at the end of season 1 his son has been kidnapped by the guy that framed his father and we kick off season 2 with him on a mad dash trying to find his son from the uh from the clutches of doom and death um so I like season two. I like where it went. Uh, He was constantly on the back foot. And as the audience, we was trying to figure out how is he going to solve all of these issues? At this point, the police know who he is um, because, you know, he's made a few mistakes and the bad guys have figured out who he is. So they've used him plus uh, their connections with the police because there's some dirty cops out there. And he's basically, it's no man's land for him. He is constantly on the run but he's trying to save his son. There's a moment where while trying to track down his son with the help of a police officer, who initially he doesn't know this is a, p- a police officer, but, you know, he, he's figured it out. And he's there. He tells this police officer straight up, "It's like, I know who you are. I just need help uh, finding my son. After, after that, we, we can let it be what it let it be. You know what I mean? Uh, so they track, track them down to this abandoned house. Awesome fight scene, close quarters fight scene um only for him to discover that his son was trapped in a car that was lit up and he believes his son is burnt to death uh, luckily he isn't um the way the rest of the se- season goes he's making plans he's trying to figure out how to dip and dive away from the police the police are like hot on his heels they don't really know what's going on but they they believe like he is the villain of the piece he across the way gathers the evidence needed to incriminate the, uh, the big bad and with the help of uh, the detective that nobody believed in season one bear in mind this guy is also a fan of the um, Arsene Lupin books figures out everything but nobody believes in it. it's, like, it's just a bunch of books this guy is just a dirty criminal plain and simple we'll find him uh, but with the help of the police officer both him uh, both the police officer and Arsene Diop Arsene Diop managed to pull one out of the bag, flip it on him, and uh, get this guy banged up. But unfortunately, he's still a criminal. He's still a thief. And the, the season ends with him forever on the run, the man of mystery, the Lupin, as it were. Ken, how did you feel about season two? Uh, I ain't finished it. I barely
1: even started it. Um, <laughs> not, not, not because I, I, I don't want yeah. to, because we talked about uh part one early in our podcast Mm -hmm. career uh, and yeah we we enjoyed it um i i only have predictions about what would happen but i know you've revealed some of the stuff that's Mm -hmm. happening which kind of ticked the same boxes of as i thought would happen in the series which is you know okay it's going to be a a bit of oceans 11 oceans 12 type situation where um where we're gonna do a little heist heist to uh, to make sure that everything well just formulates yeah. and someone's gonna get tricked at the end. The two partners that came together to where for, did, for a common where enemy. Where did you
0: leave off by the way? What was the last episode you watched? Break it down for me. Rev
1: I watched the first minute of the second part. <laughs> so the boy just the boy just got kidnapped. The the detective is like, I'm coming yeah. with you and then they jumped into a car and they sped
0: off his baby mums is like, I'll
1: never trust you. And she was, a, was a, and then I, I have to sleep. admit,
0: she was emotionally confusing for me this season because I couldn't tell whether she truly hated Asan or she still wanted some of that Asan pickle. It was very, very confusing because for the most part, it's like that that scene you get from her is like, I hate you, I hate you, I hate you, I hate you. You've you it's all your fault why everything is going on. It's like. But in season one, you know his deal. You know why he's doing this. You know his history. Why are you, why are you bugging like that? We, we get your motivations in the in, in sense that... That's you wild. Don't, that's so wild. You, you don't yeah. trust him because obviously he's a thief and that's not a good example for your son. And that's how he made his money. But you know his history. You know what he went through. It's like... Tony, have you forgotten about that love that makes things confusing i mean i don't i don't like that love ken i like i want simple love man i need love as l l cool j once said and i'm pretty sure he didn't say anything in that song about i need love complicated confusing making me mad all the time you know that oh. i mean you you used to find
1: people's truth just then <laughs> people be living like that oh, no. boy in, in horrible situations man um, I'm not trying to take away from what you're trying mm. to say because you're right man like it's very confusing but I think that's the definition of how some people express their love which is toxic <laughs> which is it's is very toxic unfortunately people just have bad relationships but it's hard to you know once you give someone your heart it's hard to get it back and that's where the confusion mm-hmm. comes at because now it's it's locked behind a door that you no longer have control okay. over like you used to be the master of your own and now yeah. problems and confusion yeah. and it you know doesn't help that there's a kid there right. as well and the kid has the face of the person that you hate yes love.
0: It's, it's 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 very true but since you haven't finished it well we can save it for another time and have a deeper conversation about it let's uh, wrap up with the one thing that we both watched together uh which is record of ragnarok now you did you say that you finished record of ragnarok no, i will got about halfway. you go about halfway. So um, I'm going to give a brief synopsis. Imagine a world where all mythologies exist at the same time, right? All of the gods. Except Christianity. Ex- ex- well, no, no, no. Can't quite say okay. that. Oh, the reason. Okay, the reason okay. why, say I'm, less. I'm not going to spoil it for you. Say less. Um, say less. But you can't quite say that. Um, so all gods exist, all I say. So the Greek gods, the Norse gods, and they're all related. They're all friends. They're all brothers and sisters it all the mythologies are somehow fit within each other right and they've gotten together and said like do you know what for the past thousand years humanity's been been shit in the bed and we're tired of it right we made them we gave them opportunity we gave them life and they're just they're they're, they're shitty I've, i've got a decision right now me as zeus i'm top dog i'm i'm the big the big honcho the grand poobah right we're gonna to get together, we're gonna to, we're gonna wipe them out. Has anybody got a problem with that? Got another character in there. She's a Valkyrie played uh, car- a character called um uh, uh is it, it's not Broomhelder, is um is it Broomhelder?
1: No, it's not Broomhelder.
0: It's something something Helder. Um but she's a Valkyrie of uh on Norse mythology. Uh she's half human, half half Norse god. So she's a halfling, and she advocates for humanity and says like, no. So a demigod? Would you she's say? a demigod. She's 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 them half god. She's half caste god. Um, you can't um, say it. Half not god. You can't say Oof. that no more. She, she, Tony. Whoa. She, she's mixed <laughs> god. Um, but yeah, she advocates for humanity and says like, no, 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 no. I'm invoking this very specific rule that you lot with your infinite wisdom and on uh, uh, and, and and knowledge and omniscience. Didn't know about this rule, but I'm going to invoke this rule that you should have known about because you're all powerful. um Basically, we're going to make it into a tournament, right? There's going to be representatives of humanity versus representatives of the gods, and we're going to fight it, and whoever wins it uh decides the fate of humanity. Now, the, the gods are thinking to themselves, they're arrogant, hair configures themselves like, oh, yo, this is going to be a cakewalk. Like, we created them, we're all powerful. <laughs> I don't know why you, you think you're going to do this, but let's do this. So, the tournament kicks off and it kicks off the first person that they choose in uh for the gods is thor right and it's a different design of thor it's actually it's one of those one it's weird because the way he's dressed looks like greek mythology but in terms of his like his aesthetic it's kind of like almost like ah, uh, what, what would you say it's like neo t- neo futurist the way like it's got all of the piping on the accent on his face would you say that
1: he looks nothing like a, as you would expect, a Norse mythological yeah. god should look like. Yeah,
0: nothing. He
1: looks he looks like anime. He looks like an anime. He does, but he looks like an anime. What character. I do
0: commend him though is the red hair, because in typical Norse mythology, um, Thor is actually depicted with a ginger or red hair. It was actually like a Marvel. Uh-huh. It was actually a Marvel thing that actually turned him uh, blonde. Um, so, by the way, the Valkyrie is Brunnhilde, um, and her sister is, I think, is Gull. Um, in terms of the humans, so the first fight, so you got to the point of the first fight, right?
1: So, yeah. So yeah.
0: the first fight was between Thor, who doesn't really look like the typical Thor or Viking you would think of, uh, versus... Yep. And A human by the name of Lubu, and Lubu is—he was a—I uh, think he—a Chinese general, like considered one of the most powerful fighters in human history. Uh, but they're still thinking of like, don't get it twisted. Like humans are still human. You can't really strike a chord. But what they do is that there's actually thirteen Valkyries, and they're sisters of Hilda They elect to turn themselves into weapons. And through that, bestow energy and power to the human to kind of make a level playing field where it comes down to sheer will, power and skill. Now, I think uh, and for the fact that you didn't really get that far, I'm assuming that you're still one currently on Lubu, right?
1: Uh, no, no. I got to see the uh, next, con- next contender, but only f- literally the introduction. Right. And I was like, this, this is a good
0: place to start. So you got to that point. So you, can, you, can you say the name of the character? Um, Adam. Adam. So that's why... Adam from Adam that's and Eve, what, the, Christi- the Christian Eve. That's, that's why I did kind of like stop you there. The first Because you can argue that yeah. is at least of the um, Abrahamic faiths. So um, do you know what I mean by the Abrahamic faiths? Of yes. Course, so for the people that don't know, the Abrahamic faith makes reference to uh, Judaism. Christianity and Islam, because they all have the commonality of all being childrens of Abraham. Uh, read, read your 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 first Testament um, to just uh, to, to 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 brush mm-hmm. yourself up, and we'll reconvene on next week's uh, Bible study. Praise Jesus. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, we'll we'll, we'll stop there because you haven't got that far. But um all in all, can I finished it? The way I feel about this is the way I feel about most animes to do with a tournament. They, um, I think the person that originally created the anime is not a good writer because you choose this format because you don't really actually want to build a character. You already have the mythology. You sprinkle it in just for an excuse to have these people fight together. None of these characters have a, a, yeah. an arc. None of them have anything interesting. You don't discover anything interesting about them. You're really just there for some really badass fighting. Problem is... And you'll see that as, across you, uh, as you get across the show. Some of the animation is legit lazy. I'm talking about static character and you just see flying hands. You see, the, the thing about the uh, static mm-hmm. characters, they make
1: amazing character models. Literally, you pause the yes. anime at any yeah. point. It's actually quite beautiful. Right. However, as you know, um, if you have too much detail in an animation, mm-hmm. you compromise animation. Yes. Or action, you compromise mm-hmm. action. That's why um I don't know for the people that watch uh, Naruto out yes. there. Um, anytime you you oh you can always know a fight scene is coming in an episode because they've now changed the frame yeah. rate. The detail is slightly mm-hmm. less, and like oh wait what? It's, it's going to be one of these yeah. type of episodes because they're about to go oh, yeah. off, right? And 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 so the opposite happened here. There is a lot of mm-hmm. detail in the characters. And therefore, what happens is the action scenes are not as beautiful as you do see from a lot of uh, animated action scenes. This the series reminded me a little, a little bit of um, uh, the Mortal Kombat mm-hmm. film, but without without a main character. Right. It was literally just smashing people together that you know you recognize their faces, you recognize who they are. Ooh, wouldn't it be nice if this yeah. happened. It reminds me of like the DC versus Mortal Kombat. Uh, game as well. It's like, all right, cool. We will have to make a reason to bring all these people together yeah. with a very, very lazy story. But in this thing, there is no there is, story. There is beyond. And it's, well, well, th- it's very surface. It's very like, okay, cool. We don't like humans anymore, or whatever reason we want to scrap them. They're shit. So let's I, let's let, let's uh, put this into a tour. I would
0: even call that a story, Ken. I would call that context that's it it's like simple context why are we punching him because gods hate humans that's it that is not a story to me that is a that is a sentence at best right and it's very it's very thin the problem with it is like it's so thin when the show the first season ends and i'm not going to spoil the ending for you uh but it's pretty much such a nothing ending that i was even upset about it i was like oh okay i did i didn't realize it was done tony I'm going to
1: ask you a question and I have an answer for mm-hmm. myself, but I really want to know yeah. your opinion. What makes a fight scene impactful
0: and interesting? So I've... I've Something that you can get behind. I thought about this, right? That. And honestly, I've when I was younger, I thought like as many moves as possible and just seeing brutality and pow, pow, pow. And I've come around with that. I think what makes a, a, a fight scene impactful is the storytelling and the energy and what i mean by energy i don't mean necessarily like how much dragon ball z kamehameha you see on screen i'm talking about like when those still moments when the characters are just looking over looking at each other and the camera pans across them and it's building up to something like i mean that kind of energy or when they're running towards each other and like they they both go for a punch but only one of them makes it. And it's that still frame where you don't know which one's about to drop. I think that's so it's like that storytelling feeding into that energy because you can, you can have like some really dope choreographed fight scenes where it's like technically it's impressive, but there's no, there's no storytelling there. I don't, I don't really give a damn about the stakes because it's just two people smacking into each other who's more powerful i don't know it's like but when you have stuff like oh why did that guy punch him that way or why did he not kick him it's because oh his leg was messed up so he's compensating and you have those moments with anime where it will pause a little bit. Then you have the narration is like, "Oh, due to the damage that he suffered in his ankle, he cannot put it that way. So he must maneuver in another way to <laughs> punch him in the face." And yeah. the energy rises up above him, and he finishes with the Cahill. That kind of storytelling with a fight, it's 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 dope. It's 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 that yeah. energy. It's like it doesn't take a lot. It's like some of some of the best fights you see even in other films where it's like, for example, John Wick, right? John Wick is a great combination of really, really, really well done, well choreographed fight scenes, and I think for the most fight, for the most part, really choreographed. But there's some fight scenes, especially with um, in John Wick Two versus it was John Wick versus uh, um, I want to say I can't remember his character's name, but a uh, Commons character where they're fighting and it's going from place to place to place. They're on a staircase of a ruin, and they're so fatigued from. You know, going both both, they literally grab each other and fall down the stairs together and it's just like it gets messy and you get that storytelling of visually it's like these guys are not superheroes they're not super super beings in any way they're humans with skill and they get tired and guess what I just want to clinch you because I need a moment to breathe and we're just going to fall down these stairs and I hope that it hurts you more than it hurts me yeah I
1: like that I like that um, because it, it's very similar to what, what I think mm-hmm. as well. Um, for me, it breaks into two into two branches. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one's quite similar to what, actually I'll talk about the uh, one that's not as similar to yours and there's entertainment. Okay. Like how entertained am I at mm-hmm. this fight? Because
0: cool. I've seen so many fight scenes that can I inter- can or, I Can I interject? Like, can I interject? I just want to say one thing. Yes. Entertainment is very, 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 very subjective. So I think if you if you if you yeah. listen to what I'm gonna say then Give you me might give agree. me a bit more detail with that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was until you interviewed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, well when I say entertainment Yes, I know it's very subjective. But when I say uh, uh, the fight scene, I've I've seen so many fight scenes that are, maybe it's because I've seen, or we've both seen a lot of fight scenes where it's literally, okay, I'm going to punch, I'm going to dodge, I'm going to kick him with that. I'm going to hit you. Maybe I draw first blood and whatever, whatever. And it's really just that. Uh, And and it links to something else that I'm going to talk about in the second part. But this first part with entertainment, the first person that comes to mind with entertaining fight scenes is Jackie Chan. Mm -hmm. Every single time. Like, I don't know what it is. He could be like, you know, saving someone from uh, from getting mugged or whatever. Something simple, something basic, which we've seen multiple times. But it's the way he fights. It's almost as if he doesn't want to fight. He's just in a situation where he now has to react. So it's almost like it's, he's not fighting. He's just reacting. Mm-hmm. And it's just so beautiful. He's, he, like, he's not trying to be like, well, I'm the best fighter here. So therefore, I'm going to kick your ass. Like, no, it's more like, all right, cool. I'm trying to get away from you lot. I'm going to chuck these uh, this, uh, these pain cans, mm-hmm. this ladder at you. I'm going to rub the ladder, do like a quick three somersault, you know, then kick you behind mm-hmm. your back, then pick up the hammer. And then, you know, and there's that super, and there's that one fight scene um in the film called Who yes. Am I, Where he was fighting the guy and then he got hold of his tie and he was murking him with yes. his tie. And the guy that was standing next to the other guy that was waiting for him yes. to finish. I was looking down I was like <laughs> I'm never taking up my time because I'm not trying to get hurt like this guy that was pure now, entertainment
0: I, like, I want to interject again you know, like, because bro if you keep interjecting I, I, need, you, to. You, you I might, need to you, you, you might not hear what no you it's not hear, I think bro. I'm hearing exactly what I hear here. but I want to give you kudos because the example of what you said there why it's entertaining I think it uh, intersects into what I said the storytelling because yeah. everything you said there I'm hearing a story and I think that's that's what we remember right everything that you remembered is mm. because you remembered the story in your head of the sequence of events and i think that's just so yeah, dope. yeah
1: yeah and that's it's just i can't remember what the type of uh acting mm-hmm. is called but I, I love his resourcefulness like some of the crazy situations he's put himself into it's just it's just pure I, and, and loving that it's mixed with comedy as well it, it just makes it a lot more mm-hmm. entertaining that's the one side of it. The other branch is something that you touched upon. That sometimes some of the best fight scenes don't have a lot of fun no. in it because of the stakes, because of the yes. emotions, because of what of what they're actually fighting.
0: The energy. For. What am
1: I fighting for? Yeah. Energy. Like the one fight scene, and this is a brief one. Even though in this film there's a lot of amazing fight scenes with purpose, you know, and that's what I'm trying to say. Like like a fight scene with purpose mm-hmm. and emotion. Uh, that's the right. Matrix. Uh, the fir- the yes. first one. Because the second one literally does the exact opposite of what I'm yes. about to say. And what I'm trying to say is, uh, looking at a couple of the fight scenes, for example, when Morpheus was trying to protect Neo after the Oracle, spoiler alert, everyone, if you haven't seen The Matrix, when the uh, when the Oracle told Neo, yeah, you ain't the one, mm-hmm. my guy. You're not the one. And then uh, Neo didn't tell Morpheus. But Morpheus was like, don't worry. I believe. Yeah. Right? And then they're trapped in a situation after they got betrayed and the agent is looking for them and then Morpheus with a big war cry jumps through the uh uh the uh, the plastering mm-hmm. of the wall and he fends off the agent while Neil and the others yeah. get away. And the reason why I found that, that was so emotional because this guy knew, Morpheus knew I'm about to get bodied mm-hmm. by these guys. I might even die. They might unplug the jack in my head, you know, when they get back to the um uh, to, to the ship, the Nebuchadnezzar. Yeah. To the Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar. You know, because, like, nothing's more important than making sure this guy becomes mm-hmm. the one. And that was emotional. That fight scene lasted about, like, 30 yeah. seconds. He was getting absolutely bodied. His head going through, like, the ceramic uh, uh, sink mm-hmm. and everything. I was like, yo, this this is emotional, yeah. man. Like, it, it wasn't just two elite people fighting. It was one guy that was just fending yeah. off a guy, full well knowing, I'm about to get yeah. mutt. And, I thought that was brilliant, and that's not even the only fight scene in this film where it was just like, "Yo, this is more than just two people coming to like find each other." Neo versus Morpheus again in the dojo. Like, even though that was technically that was beautiful and I loved everything about it, it was Morpheus teaching Mm -hmm. Neo, "Your mind just has to be free, let go." Like, this is. Do you think that's air you're breathing? When I punch you and I fly through the air like this, do you think that's really my fist? Do you like I beat you because I'm stronger mm. than you in this place? This we're not real, like oh, and, you snap. know, it was that it was it was that gun, so uh, go. go go. Do you know what was go, go, something
0: go, that just occurred to me, and it was a missed opportunity yeah, that the uh, the Matrix did not take right? So yeah. let me just let me just cap off your point because I think your point was like completely spot on, and it's almost like a quadruple threat because that first fight scene uh, it hit all of the marks of energy. It had, it, it It was, um, it was entertaining. It had stakes and there was storytelling. It hit all four of them. But do you know what occurred to me about the Matrix, right? Yeah. It, it's exactly yeah. what you said of like, do you think it's air that I'm breathing? It's like, when I hit you, Is do you really think it's that? And I thought to myself, that would have been a missed opportunity whereby I would have had a scene where, imagine the fight scene where Agent Smith is getting punched, but he can't see where the fists are coming from. Because Neo realizes that I don't actually have to move to hit you, because all of this is fake. And for some, like, oh wow, why didn't they do that? That would have been dope.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of things they could have so done, many man. Things. They could have even like, they could have punched him into the water. It's like, all right, cool. We're now underwater. This means nothing to me. This is just this is yeah. just water. Yeah, you know what I mean, but yeah, like just to summarize it very quickly. Yeah, man, like. Uh, just like we said, it's the emotional, it's the entertainment it's the stakes, it's 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 how much you feel towards it. Like, even um, uh, what was that uh film? The second, the second Sherlock mm-hmm. Holmes film, uh, with Moriarty and him oh. were having a mental yeah. battle. Bro, they weren't even fighting in reality. Yeah. They were just thinking about the fight, like chess pieces. Like, hmm, got my rook to here. This, 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 and then it ended
0: in not a big fight just grabbing each other each and other going out. over the cliff uh, which is actually what happens in i want to say uh one of the later uh sherlock holmes books um because he realizes that this fight is not going to go his way it might not go either of the ways that the only way to actually secure a win is to basically <laughs> just joe that reminds me of that reminds, you, that reminds me of when you're losing a monopoly yeah. and the best thing
1: you could do is just slap the table and just flip the board. Over. Uh, do, you, uh, do you know
0: what that manoeuvre is called? It's actually a very, very, it's a, it's a, it's a traditional, very ancient manoeuvre. Do you know the name of that manoeuvre?
1: <laughs>
0: do tell, <Yeet>! do tell. <laughs> yeah. Sour. So loser. So loser, that's what but, it's uh, I think, I think that's, a, that's our show this weekend. How are you feeling about this week? Yeah, it was pretty yeah. fun, man. Like uh
1: definitely going to the more philosophical mm-hmm. side of things with um with uh <laughs> with with our yes. wishes and a little bit with the last thing we talked about, which was, you know, what makes a great yeah, fight scene.
0: Yeah. Um I really enjoyed this week. Some good entertainment this week. Uh a good discussion about, you know, the, the, the wishes and how we, we envision our world to be. Um but uh, I wanna thank you, Ken, for joining me, Ken. Uh this this week could have easily been another kerfuffle where we didn't record. We did actually have some technical issues at the beginning, but we persevered. We got through it. And Ken being who he is, he is uh, a master of his craft. He's, he managed to find a way to sort our recording this week. So thank you for joining us this week. Hope that you was uh, entertained. You was, uh, you was thrilled by, uh, by our, are talking of this t- content uh we hope to see you again next week uh please do the usual follow us on instagram uh i am i am mr ken for ken um find me on royal.majesty and and on on deck.podcast same as our twitter wherever you are listening to us Give us a like. Give us a follow. Give us an ad. Advocate to us to your friends. Hey, hey, these guys are funny. These guys are dope. They know what they're talking about. If you like sci-fi stuff, if you like entertainment, if you like anything, and you wanna you wanna hear about it, you wanna talk about, it, you know, we're open to people to actually come on as guests as well. You know, you don't have to be somebody in the game, but if you wanna talk to us, we are here. We are approachable. So, uh, once again, people, we appreciate you do what you can for us and we would really appreciate if you get us out there we want to grow we want to grow with you as a as a platform as a community and hopefully we can do that we're 27 episodes strong and we appreciate you so once again see you next week and peace adios people